money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. It's Tuesday, March 6th. We are here live. Pick up the phone and join us. If you dial right now, you can grab an open line. 8888-ROAD-DOG is the number. The show is all about the business of trucking. We take your calls and answer your questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road, getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers, getting your own authority. The list goes on and on. If you've got a question about anything at all, pick up the phone and call me right now, 8888-ROAD-DOG. We'll get to those calls in just a little bit. I want to follow up on my open last night. I'm not going to go over the whole thing, but if you were listening last night, I talked a lot about, you know, the difference between owner-operators, even contracted to the same carriers, where some owner-operators are very successful, very profitable, very happy, and others struggle or go out of business. What's the difference? And I went through some things and, and talked about tactics versus strategies. One of the things that really separates people in life, whether it's business, money, health, results, whatever. It's the thing that I say at the end of every show. And sometimes when you hear a phrase over and over, it just becomes that, just a phrase. But there is a tremendous amount of meaning behind that sentence that I say at the end of virtually every show. And when I understood what that sentence really meant... It changed everything for me. It was one of those turning points for me in business and in a lot of other ways. And the phrase, you've, if you listen to the show, you've heard me say it many times, do the hard work. Now, most people think that means work hard. It's very close. Work hard or do the hard work. They sound the same. They couldn't be more different. Most drivers and owner-operators that I know work hard. I mean, think about it. Our our week is 60 hours, and we complain that that's not enough. That's just our time that's logged. We're away from home. We deal with a lot of things. It's a hard job. Most drivers are working hard. Most people are working hard. I think we work harder now than we ever have in some ways. Working hard will not make you successful. Everybody's working hard. Doing the hard work is very different than working hard. Doing the hard work means doing the things that are hard that other people usually aren't willing to do. And we can apply this to life, to our health, to our relationships, to our business, to our money. There's a couple ways you can know what the hard work is. And the hard work can be different in different situations and for different people. It's easy for me to identify the hard work in any area on any project. 
it's the thing I least want to do, but I know I need to. For me, one of the the struggles I have, and I'm getting better at it. I, in fact, I, I've had a pretty good run here lately. I have a lot of information in Welcome my head. to the Audio Road Network and Let's Truck Down. I have a, a lot of uh, information in my head, and I need to get it out. And one of the best ways to get it out is to write. And I just, I'm not going to say I hate to write anymore. Writing is difficult for me. I, I talk better than I write. I have a hard time concentrating when I write. So I always put it off. Uh, for years, I wrote columns for magazines and you know I, I my column would need to be between 800 and a thousand words and that was once a month and I would wait till the very last day and just put it off and then I was writing two columns a month and then three and I got to the point where I had so many other things going on I said you know what I'm just not going to write anymore and I, I'm getting back into writing now and I'm I'm taking a different approach to it. So for me, that's the hard work. It's the thing I know I should do, but I don't want to. But I get good results when I do. And it's a great way for me to share the information. In business, I I can tell you what the hard work is for a lot of people. It's accounting. They don't want to do it. They don't even want to get their stuff together to get to their accountant every month to get a business report. I know that that's the hard work because I've been in the business of helping people do that since 1990, and I see it every day. But yet I see the people who do it are more successful. Those are the ways you identify what the hard work is. It's not working hard. We all work hard. That's not enough to to set you apart. It's not enough to make you successful. Never will be. Doing the things that most people don't want to do that really get you results. So in business, it's doing the accounting so that you have good numbers to run your business by. It's continuing your education, learning all the time. See, that one's easy for me. That one I don't consider doing the hard work. I enjoy that. I look forward to reading I look forward to going to seminars, taking classes online. That's one of the reasons business has been somewhat easy for me. That's one thing I'd love to do. There are lots of things that can be considered hard work. It's not the same as working hard. So keep that in mind and look at the things you know you should be doing, setting goals. There's another one. You know, that seems pretty easy. Sit down, write the things you want. But how many people do it? And then how many people follow up on those goals? But when you do, you will get better results. I'll tell you, though, writing goals is hard. I put it off. It's something I try to do multiple times. I try to do it at least every month. Rewrite goals, rewrite my projects, set deadlines and timelines on things. It's a lot of work to just sit down and do that. I I need to do it again right now. I have a a bunch of projects that I need to set goals on, and I've been putting it off because I've been working on my writing. 
And in the last uh, week or so, I've gotten a lot of writing done. I still need to do a lot more. But for me, those are the hard things I have to push through every day. So keep that in mind. I'm going to get to some phone calls. We're going to start off in Nashville. Des, welcome to the program. Not sure what happened there. It looks like we lost that phone. Well, let me try that one again. He's still there. Oh, there you are. Des, welcome to the program. Hello. Great. Appreciate you taking my call. Thank you. Uh, Question I have. uh, Fairly new to trucking, uh, owner-operator. I've got a problem when I uh, cold start my vehicle up. Uh, For about 15, 20 minutes, it pretty much whistles. Uh, it seems to be getting more intense from what I believe to be the SCR area. Just wondering if you have any uh, expertise in that matter and what I could probably do about that. Oh. Initially, I thought it was my... Uh, uh-oh, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, <laughs> it's... Um, are, are, you know, when I hear a whistle, especially on startup, I almost always think turbo. And you're, and you're sure it's not coming from there? That's what I would think. Yeah. Initially, initially I thought it was, uh, but then today uh, it seemed to be actually coming from uh, pretty much directly below the passenger door area and uh, the uh, compartment down there. So it was like mm, not looking too good with that. I don't seem to have a lack of power either, um, but uh, it just seems to be that whistle for, like I say, about. 15, 20 minutes or so until everything seems to warm up, then it seems to either go away or at least abate a little bit. Yeah, and you know, that that's pretty common. A, a whistle is almost always air escaping under pressure. That's what creates a whistle. And a lot of times as as whatever component is leaking heats up, it expands, closes the gap, the air is no longer escaping. So that's a common phenomenon i just have not heard of that from the scr area so that that's a completely new one on me somebody's going to have to get hands and eyeballs on this one right okay right so probably my best bet would be to take it to the nearest dealer then when i can yeah yeah what uh what truck it's a 2011 volvo d13 yeah, not a lot of D13. Well, I just haven't heard that issue, so I can't really help you with that one. Hmm. Wish we would have had you on the power hour today. I'm going to get to a break. We'll be right back with more stuff. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. driver that wants to take control of your own destiny and have the freedom to make the choices that affect you and your loved ones every day? If the answer is yes, 
then Stop Holding the Steering Wheel audio program was designed for you. In this one-of-a-kind audio program, Kevin Rutherford reveals the secrets to running a successful trucking business, taking the plunge to owner-operator, finding and negotiating for a new truck, and managing money once you earn it. Are you willing to do the hard work? It's time to stop holding the steering wheel and start driving your business. Order your copy today and create the business you've always wanted. Visit our online store at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the ScanGauge KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel cost and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. As a professional driver, there is no question that fuel is your highest cost. Fuel Gages tracks each fuel up, provides your 30, 60, and 90-day miles per gallon average, also tracks maintenance and modifications. Best of all, it is completely free to use. There is no excuse not to use your miles per gallon and start improving your fuel economy. Download the Fuel Gages app today and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Let Fuel Gages help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We are here live in the midnight slot now. Pick up the phone and call us. I'm going to head off to California. John, welcome to the program. Good morning, Kevin. Um, I want to say thank you very much for what you have done for me. Well, you're welcome. Your health program. It has changed my life. Well, good. We'd love to hear that. He made it better. Yeah, I took out cancer twice, and I've gotten healthier, and my eyesight has even got better. 
Well, you're one up on me. I'm going. You're you're one up on me. It's funny you mentioned that. I was just thinking about this today. You know, I, I started the whole keto and the paleo eating over three years ago, and my health improvements have been tremendous. I mean, I can't even believe them. I tell people I, and I mean it. I I didn't feel this good when I was 20. Joint pain went away. I have tons of energy. Everything got better, except. My eyesight hasn't improved, and mine still continues to deteriorate. I, I just had to go get new glasses a couple days ago uh, to update my prescription. So I, I keep wondering what maybe, and, and I'm going to dive into this and do some research and figure out if there's, you know, any real way to improve eyesight. It sounds like it. It sounds like you've seen some improvements. That's exciting. I actually got to went to the eye doctor, and she says you really don't need glasses anymore. Wow! And I turned sixty-five this year. Well, that's fantastic. Excuse me. She goes, (laughs) "You don't need glasses to pass the DOT physical anymore." I went, "Okay," but I kept one rule of thumb since I've been doing your keto and trying to keep within your diet, and it's awful hard on the road out here. I've got to the theory of if I can stick it under the faucet and wash it, I can eat it. Yeah, you know, there there are some good rules like that. I, you know, I, I'm on the road right now myself. I've been on the road for about six weeks, and I think I've got about six more weeks to go. And I, I know I have a little different situation being in the coach. I have, you know, a full-size refrigerator. And um, I actually found find eating – keto easier for me now um, because I, I, I eat meat and vegetables and berries, you know, some dairy, cheese, eggs, things like that. That's it. And, and I just find that, you know, uh, I'm working a lot when I'm on the road and I'm not, you know, with friends or other people that are eating different things. And I'm just I just tend to eat very keto and very clean um, on the road. So I think the longer you do it and the more you find those foods that uh, really become kind of your go-to foods, for me, it's getting easier all the time. Yeah, the biggest change for me was getting away from sugar and bread. Yeah. And, man, what a huge difference it made. I dropped 45 pounds within, like, 80, 100, about 90 days, I dropped 45 pounds off of what I weighed. Yeah. And the doctor said, you, you're looking better. <laughs> you're looking at you feeling better. And I said, yeah. The only problem I have is I got to go another year or two before I can. Oh, my God. You stupid fool. <laughs> Pulled out on the middle of a hill. Oh, boy. Right on top of, right at Eureka. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. That's a tough one. Leave it to cut. Leave it to the, yeah, well, there are all kinds out here. I run your corridor every day for the last 20 years. Got it. I know okay. where you're at. <laughs> yep, that's right. But uh, anyways, thank you very much. You've been a lifesaver for me, and I probably will get to see 60, or at least 70 this year. Well, fantastic. I, Fan- I get to stay a little longer. We we. Yeah. And you're doing a wonderful job for everybody, and I think you just need to keep going. We well, we will, I'm and, and amazed we, at results. We we love that story. Thanks for sharing that. I'm sure that will inspire somebody else. You know, if if you haven't heard of the ketogenic diet, we refer to it as keto or 
it, it's a very high fat, moderate protein, low carbohydrate diet that really just includes whole real food. Nothing processed, no breads, no pastas, no rice, potatoes, uh, really nothing packaged or processed, but a lot of good food, really good food. Um, it, it seems like it's difficult at first, but once you understand how to do it, it's really not hard at all. In fact, like I was just saying earlier, I find it easier to do on the road. And I have a course online that will teach you how to do this, step-by-step exactly how to do it. If you are diabetic or pre-diabetic, nothing will turn that around faster than a keto diet. We have taken people from an A1C of over 10 down into the completely normal range in a matter of three months. It can be done even quicker than that. This will fix a lot of things, and it's not a miracle. It's really not. It's just the way our bodies were designed to eat. We weren't designed to eat a lot of high-carbohydrate processed food and a lot of sugar. We just never did that until the last 100 years And it's really gotten bad in the last 20. And you can look around and see the results. And you will feel much better. You'll lose weight. You won't be hungry. You'll have tons of energy. You get to eat as much as you want. Eat until you're full. You don't deprive yourself of anything. That's why it's so easy and people stick with it. Check out the course. It will really explain it all to you. And you can find that online at letstruck.com. Look under the uh, University tab, and it's called Keto Jumpstart. Let's get to another call. Let's go to Indiana. David, welcome to the program. Hey, man. How are you tonight? Good. What can I help you with? Hello? Well, I've I, I pretty much exhausted everything I can do to get my fuel mileage up, and I'm Next step I'm thinking is go to 225s and I just wanted to get your opinion uh on what kind of what kind of gain you think I'll get from 245s to 225s. Uh tell me a little bit about the truck. What year would engine? It's a 99 N14. It's got the fast fuel system, OPS, fleet air filter. Pittsburgh Power, Bully Dog Programmer, it's set at five and a quarter horse, 13 speed, 355s, we run 57 and 12th or 60 and 13th. Okay, it's a great setup. So what is your current fuel economy? Right now with the winter blend, my 30 day is 7.18. Okay, so very respectable. Now, without, I, you know, yeah, winter blend has just cost me a half a mile a gallon. Yeah, just, yeah, and and you know it's not uh, just the winter I, blend I, I, that that's a part of it, but the winter conditions themselves, um, just cold air. Cold air is more dense, so our aerodynamics get worse. So even if nothing else changed, if you go from an eighty degree day to a twenty degree day, your fuel economy goes down. The air is more dense. It's harder to push through. Right. So there's a lot of stuff going on in the winter time that really hurts fuel economy. So 7.1 in the winter time, for a, a long term average like that, is very respectable. 
Um, I think you're going to see – now, let's talk about what tire you have. You have a 24.5, but what model and, and uh, brand of tire? I'm I'm running uh, Yokohama all-position uh, the 101s on okay. the drive, and I got Michelin on the steers. Okay, good choice. So we're, we're not going to really – lower rolling resistance much um but 225s have a lower rolling resistance than the exact same tire in a 245 so we will see some improvement in rolling resistance the smaller tire helps um in in several ways and with your setup that N14 really likes to run at a higher RPM than than most engines so Going to a smaller tire is going to bring that RPM up a little bit, which should improve as well. I, I think you could expect a good solid three tenths, maybe a little more, but a, a conservative, I would say three tenths. Okay. Now, what? A, what? Okay, so from there, I, I'm struggling whether I want to spend the money for the gear ratio change. Because that's quite a bit more money. I, I it, it's, um, it's really hard for me to recommend changing gears unless you need them. You know, if they need to be replaced, it, it's hard to make that back in fuel economy. If fuel got over $4 a gallon, again, it'd be a different matter. But with fuel hanging around 3 bucks, uh, and it costs four to $5,000 to change out two sets of gears, it takes a long time to make that back. Um, right. Have you looked at the flow below? I have not, and the only reason why I have not, uh, I was going to do just at least wheel covers, but I keep putting it off because I keep going, man, if I, I don't want to spend the money for wheel covers, then turn around and go to 22.5. Oh, that's a good point. And so, yeah. I, I, that, yeah, so I just, I keep, I keep dragging my feet on it. Well, and it's probably a good thing you did, and this is good timing. Now you can make the switch to the 22.5s, pick up two or three tenths there, put on the the entire flow below system and the wheel covers, and pick up another three to five. think you'll, you know, and then spring and summer gets here. You might be looking at an eight-mile-per-gallon truck with a couple changes. I'm going to get to a break. We'll be right back. Stick around for more stuff. Kevin Rutherford. Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the Scan Gauge KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel cost 
and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. As a professional driver, there is no question that fuel is your highest cost. Fuel Gauges tracks each fuel up, provides your 30, 60, and 90-day miles per gallon average, also tracks maintenance and modifications. Best of all, it is completely free to use. There is no excuse not to use your miles per gallon and start improving your fuel economy. Download the Fuel Gauges app today and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Let Fuel Gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Are you a driver that wants to take control of your own destiny and have the freedom to make the choices that affect you and your loved ones every day? If the answer is yes then Stop Holding the Steering Wheel audio program was designed for you. In this one-of-a-kind audio program, Kevin Rutherford reveals the secrets to running a successful trucking business, taking the plunge to owner-operator, finding and negotiating for a new truck, and managing money once you earn it. Are you willing to do the hard work? It's time to stop holding the steering wheel and start driving your business. Order your copy today and create the business you've always wanted. Visit our online store at letstruck.com or call our tribe care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Hey, have you heard? We have an app to make listening to our shows easier than ever. It's free. It's simple. It does one thing, and it does it really well. Download the app, open it, and listen to our shows. The Power Hour, Questions from the Road, Destination Health, and more. Listen live, listen anytime, and never miss a show again. To find it, search your app store for Audio Road. One word, that's Audio Road. It's one more way we help you master the journey. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. Keep dialing. It's a little easier sometimes to get through in the second half of the show. I'll get to your calls. If you don't have our app yet, you should get it, the Audio Road app. It does one thing. It does it really well. It's free. You download it. You open it up. You listen to our shows. You don't have to sign in. You don't have to subscribe. You don't have to follow anything. You just open the app and you can listen to all of our shows. You can listen while we're live. You can listen live. You can listen to shows anytime you want so you'll never miss a show again. We've even made it really easy to find. You don't have to search through your app store. Just go to the website, letstruck.com. Look at the very top of any page. Long as you're on the website, no matter what page you're on, look at the top. You'll see two links there, one for Android. One for Apple. Just grab yours and start listening. I'm going to get back to the calls. We are off to Pennsylvania. Scott, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Um, I've 
listened to you for a long time, but I'm, uh, I bought my truck. It's a, I'm going to give you a little background. I run Expedite. Um, I bought a Cascadia straight truck. Uh, it's 2016. I bought it brand new. Um, at the time I just really could not afford to do the uh, second axle and pay the federal excise tax. And my question is, um, is that retro all the way back to the full purchase price or, you know, cause I'm looking at wanting to put one on to increase the amount. My truck weighs so much, I can only haul like 6,000 pounds. So I really need to increase my volume to better get uh, have a better chance of you know grabbing loads, and I'm looking at switching over to Landstar because right now we're only averaging like 77, 77 cents a mile on all miles, and I've got a buddy over there that's making over two dollars a mile all miles. So you know we're we're I'm looking at getting a drop axle and a lift gate. Okay. Lift the, the excise tax is what's scaring me. Yeah, and I think those are all good ideas. Let's start with that. Going to Landstar thing is a great idea. I just finished a, a seminar down in Fort Worth for their BCOs. They had a great group down there. I, I've been doing seminars for Landstar for almost 20 years now. Um, so it's a great company all the way around. Having a lift gate and an axle, the more options you have in expediting the better you're going to do that that's just the way that business works here's the interesting thing about fet has anybody told you specifically that if you put an axle on this truck you have to pay the fet um i'm getting hearsay from people that so, say oh you don't have to pay the whole thing well let, i'm am getting let me just give dealer, you my experience you know, i called a dealer and he says oh yeah you've got to pay yeah, let, yeah go ahead let me give you my experience and i'll give you a, a story that the first time i had to deal with this i had a, a an accounting client who bought a truck in canada and he did it when the exchange rate was really in his favor and he got an excellent price on the truck and this was a brand new truck the brand new Volvo he bought in Canada. Right. He brought it down here, got it all licensed, had it on the road, and he called me and he said, how do I pay my FET? And I said, well, I have no idea because that's always handled by the dealers. And, but Canada doesn't have an FET. And he said, well, now I have the right. truck here. How do I pay it? And I said, I have no idea. I'll have to go do the research. There was no way to pay it. It wasn't due because it's a tax on a new truck at the time of purchase. He didn't purchase it here. Once he purchased it in Canada, it's no longer a new truck when he brings it in here. There, There's nobody that right. collects FET from individuals. It's always dealers that deal with this because it's a tax on a new truck. So my belief is throw this axle on, and I would just ignore the whole thing. I don't believe you owe any FET, and even if you do, nobody's going to collect it. Well, the 
the owner that I'm leased on to, the owner of the company that I'm leased on to, they've went through an audit from the IRS that aimed at trucks on the fleet that didn't pay their FET. So I don't know. Yeah, see, I, I don't, I don't even you know understand that because it, it's it, it's really it's impossible not to pay FET on a truck that it's due on because the dealer collects it at the time of sale. It's part of the sale, right? Yeah, and, and being that my truck was under thirty three thousand pounds, I didn't have to pay it. Correct, but once. I was always under the impression that once you throw that other axle under there, now you're above that 33,000-pound limit, which throws you into the you uh, know, the, the range where you, the FET would come into effect. Yeah, I, I – and you know, there are a lot of technicalities like this in, in our laws, especially when you're dealing with multiple states and multiple agencies, and – I, I, I'll tell you how I would do this is I would find me an independent shop to put that axle on and I would just ignore the whole issue. Yeah, I've, I've got a really good shop down in Salisbury, North Carolina that I deal with. Um, they've been in business for, God, we moved there in 93 and they were there. Uh, the owner of that shop used to be one of the lead, lead techs at uh, Kenworth. Yeah, I would. But um, yeah, I, I listen to you almost every single night, and I really appreciate you being back on at midnight Eastern. Um, I know it could probably it's probably a pain in the butt on your end, but I sleep during the day, so I never get a chance to call in. You know, when you were doing the daytime shows, I oh, yeah. never got a chance to listen live and call in then. Yeah, it's so, uh. It, it, it's a little hard to, to get used to. I, I'm going to cut you loose. I've got to get to a bunch of other calls. Um, but it, it's uh, because we're doing the live shows during the week now, we won't be doing live shows on the weekend. And after 11 years of doing weekends, uh, it was really nice to have last weekend off. So I'm looking forward to that. Let's head off to Nebraska. Mike, welcome to the program. Uh, good evening, Kevin. I'm looking for a, a new seat for my truck. Okay. You got any recommendations or uh, not? An, I, I've looked at a couple of them. But not not anymore. Um, you know, for for a long time we were very involved in the Bose seat, which I thought was one of the most amazing things I had ever seen. It was a great story, uh, but after almost. Uh, decade they couldn't get the industry interested in enough and they've dropped that product completely so uh, other than that I, you know seats are just very kind of personal preference so I, I don't have a seat that I really recommend it's not that there aren't nice <clears throat> seats out there I just don't have uh, one particular seat that I would say yeah absolutely you have to get this one Okay, have you heard anything about the minimizer? Is Have you heard anything about that? Is well, it, bad or is it worth the money? Yeah, here's the thing. If I don't have personal experience with something and test it and 
you know, understand customer service and, and all those other things, then I just don't make a recommendation on hearsay. Um, I, my guess is, is if okay. you get 20 people in a room and ask them, you know, what their favorite seat is, you're going to come up with 10 different answers. Exactly. Well, I, I somebody told me <clears throat> that you were recommending a, a seat at one point in time. I so was. That must have been a while ago. That was the that was okay. the Bose ride that, system. There's nothing else like it on the market. Unfortunately, it's not on the market anymore either. Yeah, because I just seen a. Uh, I was looking through the iTunes and I just watched a thing about that. Yeah. It, <laughs> oh well. So yeah. I kind of wanted to check into that. Yeah, doesn't exist anymore. Okay. That that was a, an interesting story. We were uh, we were a part of that right from the beginning. Um, it, it, that technology was designed for automotive suspensions, and then they adapted it to a truck seat. It was really an amazing product, uh, but it was very expensive, and they just couldn't get enough interest in the industry. So can't get that one anymore other than that i just don't really have any recommendations on seats i'm going to get to a break we're going to come back we've got one more segment don't go away kevin rutherford Join us for the 2018 CMC Live Seminar, the biggest, baddest educational event dedicated to the trucking industry. This event takes place September 17th through the 21st at the Mid-America Center in Council Bluffs, Iowa. This five-day seminar focuses solely on the unique challenges and opportunities that truck drivers face every day, not only on the job, but in all facets of life. Learn from the industry's top leaders, network with fellow drivers, and start running more effective and profitable businesses. Spots are filling up fast. Don't miss this opportunity to take action on your business, your life, and your future. Together, we can help you master the journey register online at letstruck.com or call our tribe care team at 855-800-FUEL with any questions that's 855-800-3835 hey audio road listener what is your profit per mile how about your cost per mile or even your bottom line stop driving blind and know your numbers profit gauges is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner operators have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the ScanGage KR to maximize your driving efficiency. 
The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel cost and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. As a professional driver, there is no question that fuel is your highest cost. Fuel Gauges tracks each fuel up, provides your 30, 60, and 90-day miles per gallon average, also tracks maintenance and modifications. Best of all, it is completely free to use. There is no excuse not to use your miles per gallon and start improving your fuel economy. Download the Fuel Gauges app today and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Let Fuel Gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're down to the final segment. I'm going to knock out a couple more phone calls before they chase me out of here. We're off to Iowa this time. Ted, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How are you doing? Good. What can I help you with tonight? Hey, uh, I was just calling. I think Lisa sent you over uh, my January, February business report. Uh I'm leased onto a carrier, Sierra's team alone, and I was just kind of seeing what you thought about things. It wasn't the most generated revenue between the two months. I kind of took it slower with it just being winter, but. Yeah, so your revenue per mile is pretty healthy at $1.60. That's all miles. Um, but you're right. You didn't do a lot of miles. That's kind of a nice thing about, you know, doing your own thing. You get to choose. So. Uh, 16,000 miles for two months. Um, your fixed costs aren't bad. That's a good thing. You've only got 11 cents a mile in fixed cost. The one cost that, that really jumps out at me as, uh, well, two, and it's the two I look at right away, uh, they could both use some improvement. Your fuel's at 48 cents a mile. That's really high right now. Um you know, you could easily get that down into the 30s. Well, I say easily. Um, I don't mean easily. I mean, it's certainly possible to get it down into the 30s. And your maintenance costs are at 25 cents a mile, which is really high. Has there been a lot of, you know, just kind of maintenance, big ticket maintenance items going on this year? Yeah, I January, I got some oil leaks fixed that occurred and then like a centerpiece manifold I remember I replaced uh, and then I had like in this old 99 freight liner and that center dash piece uh, on my truck with air knobs around that was all dusted out those are plastic pieces so I had quite a bit of things uh, fixed in January as I was kind of uh, taking a little time off 
Yeah, and that's a good time to do it. it. And that will even itself out, you know, in the coming months. That'll start to come down. I, I would really focus on fuel economy. You know, at, at, you're at 64 cents a mile profit. That's nothing to sneeze at. Those are good numbers. Um, but, yeah, I'd set a goal to get that to 75. I mean, that'll that'll make a significant difference on the bottom line. And I would focus primarily on fuel economy. Okay, that sounds good. Um, you know, Kevin, when I first called into your show, I was 20 years old, and I was a driver. And I came down to your first CMC that following year. And uh, after that, I left the CMC and bought my, my this, this truck that I'm driving yet today. I had a lot of fun, uh, you know, from the get-go, from the word go. Uh, you know, I, I was on my own authority at the time. And I hauled commodities. I probably picked the worst challenging sector ever <laughs> just because it's so volatile. That's right. And, uh, but at the same time, I didn't have a lot of options. Uh, I couldn't lease on to a good carrier with my age and not enough years of experience. But because of profit gauges, I was watching my numbers and when I was hauling commodities. And I knew if I kept doing it, uh, no, you know, I – had a lot of direct customers. I negotiated. When when the market was good, it was fun negotiating. Right. When the market got tough, I mean, I stayed in business because I had numbers on profit gauges. Um, but if I would have kept in it, I think I would have been out of business. And I wanted to pick pick a good sector like flat betting that there's a good market for it and a plenty of work. And I but I, I decided to lease onto a carrier. So I could learn the lanes, learn the loads, and and things like that. You know, honestly, from having my own authority to being leased on, I don't know. I kind of like it. I thought I was giving up some of my man pride by giving up my own authority. But honestly, you know, my expenses are so much lower. I mean, fuel, you should have thought before because I was hauling heavy. (laughs) Right. And, uh, and I, I'm making the same amount of money, if not more now, than I was before. So with I'm enjoying lo- it. And Yeah, with a lot less work and a lot less risk and a lot less headaches. And so, you know, and that that's the beauty of having numbers. And, and you see that you're running this like a business. You're making good choices. So uh, congratulations. What, what, uh, which CMC were you at? Oh, well, I was at the one in 2013, or it was the 2014 and 2015. Okay. Both those two years in Kansas City. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, um, fantastic. And, you know, I got I, um, I got a family now. I got three stepkids and my a child of my own with my wife. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm making a good living out here, Kevin, and I'm raising my family. And, you know, when I first called into your radio show back in 2013, I was lost looking for direction because everybody told me not to do it. I, I could never do it. And you gave me the hope and the knowledge, and here I am. And I tell my wife on a weekly basis, I say, Sarah, if it wasn't for Kevin Rutherford, we wouldn't be living the good life. Well, f- fantastic. I, I love the story, and, and it just dawned on me who this is. Um, so now now I know. Uh, I was trying to figure out who it was because – um, but your story stands out. So uh, congratulations. 
you know, I, it, it's a it's a great story. I started when I was young. I went through a lot of struggles and uh, finally figured out how to run it like a business. And I love sharing that with other people now. Yep. And we're both on the keto diet and we're loving it. So between business and, and personal their life with the diet, it's, it's working out great. Fantastic. I saw you uh, you uh, figured out the mayonnaise. Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> I had to go back to your Facebook and tag my wife on that video you made a while back. So that way she put the ingredients right. So today was our first day and it was awesome. Good. Good. That's fantastic. Uh, well, great hearing from you. Yep, and it was good talking to you, Kevin. All right, talk to you again soon. Take care. Tell, tell Sarah I said hi and the kids as well. Let's uh, let's I head will. off to Ohio. Jane, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. How are you doing? Doing good. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, um, I heard you talk to a fellow a while ago from Nebraska about uh, truck seats, and I realize you don't have any recommendations on brands, but um, I'm only looking to drive another maybe three years, maybe as many as five. Um, I've already taken early retirement. I only drive like three days a week, maybe four. But some of the roads I travel on is uh, really rough roads up in Michigan. I haul air freight, but these seats that were in this truck when I bought it, I can tell they they had been replaced because they're mismatched, and they're they're uh, cloth upholstery and they're stained up and everything, and they just they don't ride real comfortable. And I've had this truck for like three years, and I put this off and put it off, but I was wondering how I could get the most bang for my buck. Should I go with used seats? since I'm not planning on driving that much longer, or should I go with new for a better resale on the truck when I do sell out? Yeah, well, forget the resale idea. Um, It's just not going to make a whit of difference whether you put a brand-new seat in that thing or or not. So I think if you can... Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, if if you could find uh, a used seat in good condition... Uh, I, I would certainly go with that. You could save a lot of money doing it that way. You know, for the most part, the seat bases are almost all the same. Very, very few differences. You have to get into a really premium seat before much changes in the base. It, it's the top of the seat. You know, the the padding, the upholstery, the stitching, the materials, things like that, uh, whether it's got lumbar support. So, but it's a really personal thing, too. Uh, I'm short with very short legs, so there are a lot of seats that just are not comfortable for me. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah, so. Um, uh, Another another question I had was, uh, uh, what do you recommend as far as upholstery? Would you go with leather or stay with the cloth? I mean, I... I know leather doesn't show stains and stuff as far as that concerns, but uh, I've had the leather seats too, and I've noticed that sometimes that over time, you know, they can, they can rip or wear out on the armrest, and they're almost impossible to, to fix. Yeah, you know, they both have their pluses and minuses. I tend to like leather. 
Um, I've got, you know, leather seats in my coach, and I, I tend to like the feel of leather. You know, if you get a good quality leather yeah. and you, you use a good leather conditioner on it, you know, pretty regular, they'll hold up really well. So that that's always my preference. But, again, that it's, it's really personal. You know, it, it's what people are comfortable yeah. with. So what I would say is that you just really take your time and, and look around, sit in them, you know, really think – the thing about leather is you can always put some covers on it. There are some nice vented seat covers that, that work well. There's just so many options, and I, like I say, it's a pretty personal thing, and I don't have a strong recommendation one way or another. There's the music. They're going to chase me out of here. We will see you back here tomorrow night. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always the hard work and master the journey. Kevin Rutherford. Good night, everyone.